This is What's In with Olaplex. I'm your host, Danielle Frank. Together, we break down all things beauty, health, and wellness and discuss not just what's out, but also what's in. Welcome back to What's In with Olaplex, my friends. Today, I have the multi-talented hairstylist and educator, Guy Tang. He's joining me as guest host to talk about what's in and what's out with gray hair. We're going to talk about all things gray, from the silver hair trend to inevitable gray hairs we get from aging. Guy has done a world tour providing hairstyling tips, hair education, and hair transformations for thousands of people around the world. He is a YouTube sensation, you should go check him out, and currently has his own line of hair color products called Mydenity Color. And by the way, he's also a recording artist. And if you want to stay on trend, follow us at What's In Podcasts on social media and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Guy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So, all right. I'm going to ask the question, but I have to say, like, I almost feel like you're too young to have your first gray. Like, do you remember when you had your first one? It started off with one or two, and it's not that noticeable because I always color my hair, so it kind of covers it up. Most people think this is my natural hair color, but my natural hair color sits around like a three, and I use a level five ash to shift the base a little bit. So every time I use a level five ash, it actually kind of camouflages the subtle grays that have in there, and it looks like a highlight. I have to admit, I don't remember when I got my first grade, but I am convinced it's because I've been doing the blonde ever since, because I started that probably about 12 years ago. And I always ask my colorist, who is Dustin, you know, hey, are you seeing a lot of gray? He actually says he's like, not that much. So, I mean, at 51, that's not bad. (laughs) Well, you know, being blonde and if your hair is lighter, the gray hair kind of looks more like highlights. But when you have a darker base like mine and you see gray comes through. Oh, I'm a level five. Oh, are you? (laughs) Yes, I'm a medium brown. Oh, wow. So your colorist is amazing. (laughs) Yes, he's amazing. Well, you look great. You know, have you thought about going all gray? (laughs) So here's the interesting thing. When we do tone my hair, it tends to look gray. And I always say to him, I'm a little concerned. It looks a little gray. And at my age, I really didn't want it that way. But I also have a full understanding that sometimes it's okay to live with that, wash it out, and it will, you know, stick around for a little bit. But yeah, I got to admit, I get a little bit weirded out to it. I don't know why. You know, when we tone our hair the first day, it always looked a little bit more gray or violet. But that's a good thing because it's going to last longer after the first shower or two, right? But when you first saw the grayish tone, did it make you feel some type of way when you look in the mirror? Well, yeah, I I have to admit, because it's all over, I feel like it makes me look a little bit older. I, I notice the wrinkles and, you know, maybe the skin that's not as bouncing back as it much as it used to, (laughs) that kind of thing. But I mean, I do feel as though you know, women are in particular, but I think it's men too, are expected to age gracefully, which is, in my opinion, 
okay, go go with your gray, be very natural, don't do all the things that we do. Or it's like the opposite of the spectrum where they're like, you should be covering up all of those things and you should be defying age. I mean, what do you find from your clients? Uh, well, there's definitely a stigma and there's a, is there's a societal pressure for you know, women to always stay forever young uh, in every category. I noticed that like in, in pop music, you know, there's this ageism against women, but when men, they, they can age older, then all of a sudden they become more. Right. I, I know. It, 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 and But also, I had this conversation with my friend literally almost every single day, because it's also different in the gay community and being an Asian man, I'm expected to look forever young like a K-pop star. Well, yeah, I was going to say to me, whenever I see a man with a sprinkling of gray, it like denotes wisdom. It's like a man that has like come to their come into themselves. But yet for a woman, it tends to be like she's looking a little haggard. Yeah, it's not fair, is it? (laughs) No, it's not. It's not fair. And I have, you know, my client that everyone always sees on my social media named Ita, I try to convince her to go all gray. I, I'm sure you've seen her before. I adore her. <laughs> she loves being a copper redhead. And I've been doing her hair for 13 years now. And I try to convince her to go, you know, like even platinum blonde. So when it grows out, there's no demarcation line. Because I normally have to see her every month, right? Because you'll see the gray come through, like right at that rootage area there. But she's like, absolutely not. I will not do it. I don't care if it's treading. I don't care if everyone's doing it. I like copper. I love being a redhead. And I want to stay that way. And you're going to maintain my hair till it's over. (laughs) And I got to say, there's even in my opinion, because I think of like, say, people in my own family. And then I think that when I think of other people as well. My father, his hair came in this gorgeous white. It was this beautiful white, all like just gorgeous. It shined. It was like reflected light. It was beautiful. And then I know I have my mother's hair and she because my dad was blonde. My mother was a brunette. So I have more like her, which is more like she has some white, but it's a lot of steely gray. So it doesn't have that same... I don't know. Like when I have my hair toned and it's white, I'm like, woo, I love this. But if it was to look steely gray, I would be like, mm. so I almost feel like there's a differentiation with that, too. Well, well, the thing is that when we're trying to cover up our gray, I I feel that a lot of people go way too dark because you can actually cover your gray with a lighter level than what you're na- you naturally have. So you meet that happy medium. So there isn't that constant retouch and worrying like and like i said some people do look better gray right and they should stay gray oh gosh yeah uh, because it does look great but the concern is the texture when the hair turns gray sometimes it's very wiry and it'll stick up and sometimes it's very flat depending on your hair type so sometimes when you color your hair it kind of softens the hair and give it more manageability and there are silver colors, dimmy permanent colors that you, you can gloss the hair with to give the silver different iridescent reflections. Okay, guy, I think it's time for us to talk about what is out with the gray hair trend. Let's go deep dive everything from gray hair to the people that want to get gray hair to the people that 
um, naturally have it. So what would you say is the most like out thing about gray hair? Well, I'm sure you probably know this, Danielle, but <laughs> I kind of, it's my fault a little bit because I kind of started this huge movement <laughs> with making everybody go gray. I remember that. Like, I re and I got to be honest with you, I had not met you at that time. And I remember getting that color line. And I had clients that were looking for the gray trend. And it was because they saw your work. It's all your fault. Guys. It is all my fault. Like, that's a very high maintenance uh, service, at least for hairdressers, but not only that, for clients as well. Um, so I'm curious, like, do you feel like it's even slight? Like, I mean, I understand the almost like a cosplay kind of feel to it because that is so much fun and I love that life. But do you feel as though in general, like going to the extreme, because it is an extreme, you know, thing to do. Do you feel as though that's kind of trending out? Well, the thing I do like in this last two years is we are seeing an embrace of warmer tones. We're seeing copper and golds coming back and people wanting to embrace more of the earthy tones. Uh, so what I've noticed even with my clients and our hair community is even though we still love silver and it'll always be there, we're really starting to embrace warmth more. And that's okay. And what I do love within this last couple of years is we're seeing all types of you know trends and fashion just blurring together we have the chunky highlights the natural highlights the ombre the bot they're just all over the place right now mm -hmm. and knowing that we're not rejecting warmth and we're embracing it along with the cool icy tones so we're, we're seeing a large range here i find that a lot of the warm tones that have come back has a lot to do with the fact that we're open up to the world we're going out but also, because of the fact that we were shut in for a while there and there was a lot of people that couldn't get their hair done regularly and you kind of had to embrace what you had. So this is where I kind of also want to talk about like what's out and what's in. I found that there is this huge movement that started in 2020 of people growing out their natural hair and a lot of people embracing their grays, which I think it's phenomenal. It's great. But I definitely feel as though there's either a again, a little bit of shame to some people because, you know, oh, you're you're allowing yourself to get gray. You're so young because I mean, there's even young people. I think of my niece and she started going white hair. She had very, very dark hair and she started coming in white at about 14, 15 years old. So she's been covering it up and everything. But I feel as though there's a duality. There's the ones that shame the ones that decide to go gray. Oh, you're too young to do that. But then I also find that the community that is saying embrace your grays almost kind of shame the ones that decide they want to cover. Because as a woman that's 51 years old, I don't really feel like going gray. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm it's a commentary for me about saying as society, we shouldn't be getting older and we shouldn't be aging gracefully. For me, it's about I just really like blonde hair. <laughs> and that's the thing. There's too much shaming on social media now. You're shaming people for, you know, their hair and their split ends. They think you let yourself go because you decide to grow your hair you know, out gray, 
Or they sit there and say like, oh, why don't you just embrace that you're getting older? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you trying to do? Like fool people? No. You (laughs) like blonde and that's okay. You know, I like my brown hair and that's okay. But it's like, you know, whenever there's this movement, it's about love yourself. I do love myself. (laughs) That's why, like you said, you love yourself and that's why you like your blonde hair and that's okay. And that's the thing I I say, oh, it is really difficult. And I just feel like at some point or another, we have to let go. I think a lot of times people are coming after the other because they may feel a certain way, like I'm making this choice. Mm -hmm. And by you deciding on that choice, it's a reflection on mine. You know what I'm saying? Like in in the long run, it doesn't matter what their choice is theirs, what yours is yours. They're both fine. But it's not just because somebody wants a a way of life or, or, you know, they want to embrace their grace, you know, at 30 is not a commentary on the person that chooses to color it. Like, there's no black or white on this. There's gray. Uh, <gasps> right. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. There's a gray area there. But you know what I discover is a lot of people are projecting their own insecurities onto you on social media. They see something that that you have that triggers them and their own insecurities. So they project it onto you. And when you know it's not about you, it'll set you free. And then you do what you have to do to make yourself feel good. What makes you happy? What gives you confidence? So if you being blonde gives you confidence, then you need to be blonde. If me covering my gray gives me confidence, then, you know, we shouldn't follow this movement just because everyone's projecting online, right? So some some of us look great with gray hair. Some of us don't want to have it. And that's our identity. And that's our choice. And that's the most important thing is to follow what's right for you. I agree 110%. 110%. And I also feel that way in many ways about like the box die. I mean, I understand. But with that being said, not everybody can afford yeah. to to go to a hairstylist or even have the time. So we don't like judge them. But I got to admit, it does create a lot of issues if you do want to embrace your grays like we were talking about. There's a lot of options out there where you can, you know, Add highlights, lowlights, you know, to kind of slowly allow the hair to grow out. Otherwise, you're going to have a hard line of demarcation. But what are your thoughts about that? Well, this goes back to not shaming people, right? (laughs) Right. Hmm. We should not shame anyone if they're using a box color. And we're all guilty of this, especially, you know, me and us being hairstylists. Sometimes we shame, you know, our clients and people for using box colors. And we know it's not the best thing for them. But at the end, we should not let that make us as hairstylists feel insecure. You know, we've took, you know, hours and hours of school. We are the expert. Our confidence as hairstylists is so important in how we represent ourselves. I do feel as though when it comes to box hair dye, and I think a lot of times that people are afraid of where how a hairdresser is going to react yeah. to it, um, is one, I think most people immediately assume that it's because, oh, you're taking money away from us. No, I don't think that's it. A lot of times it's because if they have an issue with it and we have to correct it, it's a lot of hard work. It isn't the same um quality ingredients. So it tends to stick to the hair as well. But not only that, um, I think we just understand that it's not necessarily the healthiest thing for the hair. And 
we want what's best. And sometimes, again, nobody wants to sit there and explain that, like, you know, at this time, I can't go to a hairdresser for whatever reason that is. And that's okay. You know, I think hairdressers are far more empathetic than I think people realize. Especially now more than ever. But, you know, beyond box colors, there's some things out there that is supposed to be healthier and organic and all this stuff. But that costs more problems when you're trying to get that out the hair. When you're trying to change your hair color, it leaves unwanted tones in the hair. Sometimes it looks more orange. Sometimes it looks more green. So, and I've seen it all. And that that's where we as hairdressers can get kind of frustrated when we see our clients do these things. It is kind of cringe. And we try our best to contain ourselves and be as professional as possible because like, no, why did you do that to yourself? Because that was like... It, it, but when you think of the root of it all, it does come from a concern for the yes, client. Yes, it you does. Know, and, what, and what their end result is. And I do find even with gray hair, a lot of times the choices that you make in what color you're choosing to cover up the grays, like depending on the brand, the strength, whatever, it may not be appropriate. It may not cover it appropriately. You know, we we have a lot of experience of knowing when we've made that oops and didn't use something of the right strength or the right kind of uh, pigmentation to cover those grays. So we've learned from a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes if they decide to go for the box color, there is that risk that you might yeah. not cover the grays like you want to. Well, the consultation is so crucial. It's about making your clients feel comfortable, feeling confident and feeling safe. If you don't come across confident, your clients can read that energy. It's all about the energy you give. You have to know what you're saying and you have to give them plan A, plan B, plan C, even a D, and then give them an estimation because you can't just surprise them. Oh, this would be like $4,000 or $3,000. Like, wait, what? (laughs) You know, so sometimes setting out you know, what could be, and this could be a four month session. This could take up to a year to grow out. And that's where a lot of that is missing in our consultation that is very important. When we think of the people that want to do the gray into the hair, it's like you said, it can be a long transition. I mean, whether you're young or you're older, you're trying to embrace your grays. It is a color correction. It can be very expensive. Not saying not to do it, but I think that Everybody really needs to understand and have empathy on both sides. Um, but also I think that it's really understanding that the life choices we have, it's not a commentary on the other person. I think these are really important things. I agree with you 100%. I want to talk about what's in with gray hair. I'm all for it. Because gray hair isn't just gray hair. There's many tones of gray hair iridescent like lavender there is icy steel blues there is like rose like an antique rose type of gray hair there's different things you could do to your gray hair that is very subtle you don't see them you just see a reflection of them it shimmers and this is how if you are naturally gray you can enhance your gray hair you know some people use you know, purple shampoos. Some people use blue conditioners and purple conditioners and rose conditioners. There's so many options that are out there that you can give that that silver hair that you have, like a frost, like a frosted tone. I have to say, um, the one thing I loved about the gray trend, and I did embrace some of that myself, is that you do have a lot of options because if you are 
not naturally going gray. We've talked about this. You have to go really, really light and then add the pigment, you Mm -hmm. know, the toner or whatever it may be. It also gave me a lot of options on, like you said, the different tones, like you would never think of a lavender or a pink along with it, but there's almost like an ombre, like an ombre that's, you know, we don't talk about ombre very much, but you can do something creative with that, with different tones that really come into this beautiful gray or white as you go along. So gorgeous. Well, it goes back to like finding the right tone for your complexion, just like there's a, a right tone of blonde for every skin color. There's a right tone of silver gray for every skin color. There's a right tone of brunette for everyone. I mean, it's like, do you want to be golden brown? Do you want to be copper brown? Do you want to be ash brown? Do you want to be platinum icy blonde? Do you want to be beige blonde? Do you want to be, you know, icy lavender silver? You know, so it's about what goes with your complexion that makes it work. Because sometimes when we put the wrong shade of gray on our on our skin, it can make us look tired right. and exhausted, you know? And as we know, gray tones can have a huge range. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you have to do is like go and you know I was painting the other weekend go on any kind of uh, company that has paint colors and paint swatches you'll see shades of gray if you just look under gray there's a very very cool grays and there's actually grays that are a little bit warmer and if you have a little bit of creativity and you are someone that just let's say had a gray swatch like just right in the front you have different options where you can get different tones. You can try one thing one time and then go, oh, let me try a little bit of something different. And I think that's one of the things I love about the gray trend is that there is a lot of options to it. There is. And just like I told you, sometimes the thing we're scared of the most is sometimes the thing that is best for us and looks best on us. And some of the things we hate the most, we don't realize is the thing that we that love us the most. You know, I got to say, my mother used to always say to me that gray hair was nature's highlights. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, my white, my white hair is in the front. That's nature's highlights. It, It brightens up my face. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. She had dark hair. And with the with the whites, it did brighten up her face. You know what it is? It comes with so much stigma because when people think of seeing that gray come in, they go, oh my God, my life is sober. Oh my God. Uh, you know, like... And they start plucking. You no, know, that's the worst <laughs> thing because you're going to damage your hair follicles. It's not going to grow back. Your hair is going to thin out. You cannot pull it out. No, you have to leave it in. And that's the thing. It's like, with all the stuff that comes with it, people think their life is over, that, you know, I'm not finished yet. I'm not done. I'm not ready. (laughs) And meanwhile, I think people need to embrace the fact that if they are naturally going gray, right? Yeah. There isn't a stigma to it. I have to say that my life did not really get juicy, juicy until I was older, until I was in my late 40s Juicy. and now in my 50s. Juicy. <laughs> it was, it got great. It got exciting. And I have that, you know, with the grace and everything, but I have the wisdom along with that zest for life um, where when I was younger, I might have not had the wisdom. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, to sit there and think about the grace mm-hmm. that we naturally can embrace, uh, it does denote wisdom in some ways. And there's nothing wrong in particular with women of showcasing that. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I also think what's in is like we were saying before, you know, if you want to cover it, 
that's okay mm-hmm. too. You know, it's there's nothing wrong. And it's for again, for me, it's not being ashamed of it. I know I have it. I'm not as pleased of the color. If it was white, I'd be all over it. But I don't particularly like the shade. So I bleached my hair. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Stop shaming people. Celebrate people and what make them feel confident, you know, because right. we don't know what people have gone through and what makes them feel insecure and triggered. We have to understand why they want to cover it, why they feel more confident with whatever color that they're, they choose to have, you know, because there's layers to it. There's so many mm. nuances, you know, as they say. <laughs> so we, when you understand that, you realize, oh, it wasn't about me. I think also the choice in how you, like, let's say, you decide you want to embrace your grace. The choice in how you do that is your choice because there are people that want to spend the money and get the highlights, get the the lowlights, you know, tone it until everything blends in. And then there's those people that I feel as though they're hardcore. They're like, no, just stop using any kind of color. Let that line of demarcation fly. And I, like, good for you. I mean, if that makes you feel great, then great. My number one returning clientele that repeatedly come every month are my gray coverage. Yeah, that's common. That's very important for us as hairstylists, right? Our whole community, that's all we ever talk about. And that's why a lot of the community will be like, they want their clients coming back for that gray coverage versus, you know, transforming. But this is why I always say, don't let that make us as hairstylists feel insecure because at the end, we have that clientele that wants to cover their gray and they'll always be there. And then the one that are transforming to be all over gray, they still rely on you as that grows out because you still have to come back for glazing, toning, refreshing, because that's going to turn yellow. So they still need to come back. And then you can prescribe them something to take home to maintain it. So it doesn't take away from your pocket. And guess what? There's always going to be more clients coming in to cover their gray. And then there's incentives that we need to do as hairstylists. When you give back to your clients, show appreciation, their loyalty will always be there. They'll always remember you. And you never know when your gray clients might change their mind. In two years after they're done with the gray phase, they say, I'm ready to be a redhead. I know, right? You never know. You know, so don't, don't ever close off that door. For those that want to cover their gray, like they're naturally gray, but they want to cover it. And like, you know how it is. Like a lot of them will have to come like every four to five weeks if there's only like maybe 20% or something like that or 30%. But once you get over 50% gray, it shows up right away. So you almost feel this pressure, especially if it's at the hairline, like you have dark hair and then, you know, you see that line. What do you think is like the best way for people to do that on the regular, I mean, what is the best way to maintain I that? see those things where, what is it called? The makeup concealers that they could tap on that part line. I think that's a In great In between. Way. Yes. And I've seen it with like sprays. I've seen it with wands. I've seen a, a few mm-hmm. different ones out there. But what a great tip to do that. I mean, to not only see with the spray, I feel like it would get on your face. It will get all over the place. Uh, yeah. So like with the wand, you really can touch it up mm-hmm. and you don't have to hit every gray. It's okay if like a couple fly. But then if you part your hair someplace, get that part as well. You don't have to do all over your head, just like in those key places that are showing. The part lying around the face. That's it. 
it will get you by for a week or two, maybe even three before you see your stylist. But always, you know, it's that precision application that's so important because if you try to do it yourself like this, you can't reach the back. You create overlap. And the worst thing to do when covering gray is to create overlap because color on color makes darker. So now you create dark patches all over your head and now it's harder to remove it and it looks so uneven. And I have to deal with so much color correction when my clients try to cover their gray, you know? And yes, it's gonna cost more because it's gonna take more time. So- The debt <laughs> hazards of like doing your own hair and trying to get it done. I know, I may have done it before I was a hairdresser. Well, I did the bleach, but that's that's point. But, but with color, I had done that and I, I definitely had like, lines all the yeah, way down so my hair. Yeah, so the little demarcations everywhere. But let me tell you, since you brought this up, it kind of is a great segue into another line. Have you seen those like camouflage colors for men? Wait, the ones that the blend the gray kind of thing? Right. So basically what those camouflage colors are is a demi-permanent color. And they, they process in five or 10 minutes. And the reason why demi-permanent color is great for gray camouflaging is because they don't permanently lift and shift your base and and put a harsh demarcation tone. So it's actually gray blending, right? Oh. So a lot of men tend to like this because it decreases the, the salt and gives more pepper to the gray hair. So it makes it look more natural. They still You still see the gray, but you don't see as much of it, which gives them a little bit more feel of that youth that they want without feeling like they're artificial. So which goes back to like you were talking about the salt and pepper that goes on the side of the head when it's like cut short. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something because like, they will fade, they will the color mm -hmm. that comes with that will probably come out a lot quicker than permanent. Well, well the, the thing is, the, the reason why you don't see that demarcation again is because permanent shifts the base and you see a harsh line. Demi yeah. is low maintenance and usually that's the way to go for color camouflaging because you'll see people say that with um, you know our demi permanent color is that you'll you you get to camouflage without the commitment. If someone is trying to grow out their gray, but they don't want to go through the whole process of like huge color correction, potentially they can kind of dim down the gray on their root as it's growing out. Like if they went to their hairdresser and did a demi. Yeah, you have to be very knowledgeable about what product you're using. And this is where I always say like, not every color is the same. You have to know your color line that you're using. So definitely, definitely. I, you know, I got to say, guy, this was such a great conversation. Oh, thank you. I feel like uh, we covered all bases, whether you want to go gray or not. Doesn't matter as long as you feel confident, right? Whatever it takes to feel confident and happy about yourself, that's how you get to navigate life. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today and imparting your wisdom. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm your host, Danielle Frank. What's in with Olaplex is produced in partnership with Olaplex and Frequency Media. 
Lizzie Stewart is our producer. Emily Krumberger is our associate producer. Ina Garkusha is our supervising producer. And Michelle Corey is our executive producer. These episodes are recorded by Dante Hodge and mixed by Matthew Ernest Filler and Claire Bidigari Curtis. Development and strategy by Jessica Olivier, Sara Naz Jababayi, and Sarah Adams. 